Hi everyone, and welcome back to For the Record Review. In this episode, I'm joined by my wife. That's me. And today we're going to be talking about the Timmys. That's right, you've heard about the Grammys, but have you heard about the Timmys? I'm going to be giving out some awards for the albums in 2021. So go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking by. You already know. Let me just start again. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy. It's your boy with the green jacket. That's right. I'm in the closet again with my wife. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, our pets are in here because, you know what? I just don't even know why. They're just here. The dog is resting. The cat is purring. And we're all just one big happy family in the closet. How's everybody doing tonight? Piper, how you doing? <laughs> That's my dog's name. How you doing, Jen? You doing all right? I'm good. Okay. Very, very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, today, well, before we roll into it, let's catch up. It's been about a month since our last episode. What have we been doing, you ask, for a month? Well, I finished that semester of grad school. Now, I'm in my last semester of grad school, and I should have my master's degree, if all goes well, by May. That's when I finish. Jen, you did the same master's degree program. Correct. Yes. Yes, you did. Yes. How was it? Did you like it? How was it? It was fine. <laughs> I finished mine half a year early. Jeez. It was also during quarantine 2020 time, so it was a lot easier than the classes that you have had. Oh, you know they give me the thick the thick boy classes. Everyone's out of that that pandemic funk or at least they're operating like they're everything back. We're all back pretending. To, we're all pretending everything's fine. To some degree, everything is fine. Or we've just adopted a new normal. Maybe like at this point, we've all just learned to live with the coronavirus. You know? Just, I do not know. You know, like... <laughs> like It's very complex. Like, we're all just kind you of... Just don't want to talk about it. You know, you, well, here we are, okay? Like, think about it. You walk down the street, maybe you see someone with a mask, Okay. Do you think anything of it at this point? No. Nope. The world has changed, everyone. But you know what? You didn't come to this podcast to hear about the coronavirus. Nope. You came. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear about that nonsense. I'm just kidding. Maybe you do. It's okay if you do. You came to listen to my opinions. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. I don't know why you guys come. Why do you think they come to listen? Um, we're just so cool. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we're just, yeah, everyone wants wants to hear what I have to say. 
Okay, so <laughs> I was in grad school for a month. For the very humble beginning of the podcast. Yes. We go into it. Yes, we're about to get really deep into my musical opinions over 2021. Okay, so we were in grad school. Anything else happened while we were gone for the last month? What did we do? We've been in Disneyland a lot. Oh, that is true. We About were. two or three times since the last podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah. it has been two times. Two times, not three. Two times. Mm. We're going back again. We're key holders. Oh. I say it any chance I can. You do? Yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's like a life goal, and now we've made the life goal happen. So, For those of you that don't know, a magic key holder is someone that has a key to Disneyland. That's <laughs> it's right. It's like the new annual pass. Yeah. So, we very have a, exciting. We've been going a lot. And it's really fun. I get really sentimental at Disneyland because I see my kids play and they have such a good time. And it, it, it makes me realize that they'll never be that young again. And it makes me start crying. I'd be crying in the Disneylands. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'd be crying in the club, the Disney Junior Dance Party, because they're having such a good time. But anyways, that's where we've been. I've been just grad school, Disneyland, and apparently this podcast has turned into a once-a-month podcast. My original goal was to do it twice a month. It's just not happening, guys. Excuse me. It's just not happening. All right? So it's going to be once a month. But let's talk music. 2021, how was it for music? What do you think, Jen? Good, well, bad? I feel like the silence. I was going to say crickets, crickets. Because hmm. in my mind, uh, music was pretty dead. Coming out of 2020, it was a weird year. I agree. Um, the music of 2021 just honestly hasn't been that great. There's been maybe a couple things that really did impress me. Okay, but like overall, there hasn't been anything that's been like wow this is the greatest thing to ever come out and for all of 2020 and all of 2021 i feel like i haven't had like a solid record that i could say this is the best what do you scale nicey mm, i don't think it's oh look scale the nicey by 21 pilots i ranked it in my you obviously didn't listen to that pod no you were here when i made that episode correct uh, it's not their best work. Second best. Trench is their best. And that came out in 2018. So again, I hold the opinion that nothing really good music-wise has come out in 2020 or 2021. It's like a musical desert. It's yeah. dry. It's dry like a desert oasis. Wait. Nothing growing. Nothing growing. But we're still going to review the music. So for 2021... You've heard of the Grammys, right? These are the Timmys. These are my awards. Every time you say Timmys, I think of uh, the Fairly Odd Parents boy. Oh, like Timmy Turner? Yeah. Oh. Well, these are the Timmys. <laughs> these are the Timmys. Not the Fairly Odd Parents, but the... I'm. My name is Timothy. Sometimes someone calls me Timmy, and here are my awards. All right. Let's roll right into this. So how this is going to go is I'm going to tell you the award or I'm going to tell you the category and then I'm going to tell you who wins that award. And Jen, you can either agree or disagree with me 
and you have to give a reason for why you agree and or disagree. All right. Okay. Now, this is blind reactions. She hasn't seen these or heard of these before. Okay. These are all new to her. She has never seen them. So this is this is live. You guys are getting firsthand reactions. He has his podcast notebook out with all of his scribbled out notes. Scribble, scrabble. Scribble, scrabble, dibble, dabble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, let's start this off right. This is the Timmy's. For the first category, we have best rap album of 2021. This is going to go to none other than The Offseason by J. Cole. Now, let me tell you why I chose The Offseason as the best rap album of 2021. There have been no good rap albums of 2021. The other, the only other rap album to come out that, that could substantially be even close to it is Donda by Kanye West. And it just wasn't good. I'm going to just be honest. Yeah, I said it. I'm a huge Kanye West fan. That's right, Kanye. If you're listening, your album wasn't good. Yep, Kanye is one of our listeners. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I'm. I look, I reviewed J. Cole's album for this year, and I said that J. Cole has ascended to a level of hip-hop where he's taking a new role in like the game of hip-hop. He's becoming like a grandfather or father of rap. And you can really hear it in the offseason. It's a really mature sound. It's no longer, um, I'm going to stun on these dudes because I got it. But it's more of like, I have the ability to show everyone up, but I don't need to, but I can if I need to. And that's kind of like, that's how you really know you got it in the hip-hop game, right? Like, And so J. Cole... I give it to him because the theme is so grown up. The The content is a lot more mature than any young rapper of that time. I'm really impressed. Now, hip-hop is not necessarily Jen's forte. So, I don't even know if you can agree or disagree. With yeah, me. I don't really have much of an opinion besides what you have shared with me, which would be pretty much what you said and the music from them that you've showed me. I listened to some of Donda, but it, again, isn't really for me. Isn't. Who's it for? I don't know. It's for me or you? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't. Not the audience in mind when it was created. Fair so, enough. Um, no commentary. No commentary. All right. So, first, Timmy goes to J. Cole, best rap album of 2021. Next category, we have. Worst album of 2021. And this goes to none other than If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power by Halsey. That was the worst album of 2021. I could not even listen through the entirety of the album. It was so bad. It's so boring. The album cover, y'all should just see the album cover. I, I'm okay. I like the album cover. I'm okay with it. I just don't understand it. Maybe I'm. I, miss- I think again, you're not the audience that was in mind for it. Who's the audience? You. I would say so. I didn't musically. I didn't really like it, but I think the album cover and the whole message and stuff behind 
the music is kind of for that young woman who's then entering motherhood and figuring out who you are as a woman and the power that's behind it, but also, like, it gets really dark at that time of life. And so I think she's reflecting and figuring it out. And I just think musically it didn't translate. There was also a, like, live-action movie to accompany this record, and I just, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch it. I don't know how to watch it. I'm interested. However, the album itself makes me not want to go there. Like, it just, the, go ahead. Oh, I would like to watch it. I feel like the visuals would help make the album make more sense. Because I think when she created it, she had in mind all these visuals based on the artwork of the album and what she shared promoting it. Seems like those visuals were important to her. So I think it would help connect it, make it make more sense. Mm. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I just, I like, I don't want to say I don't, I'm like writing off this album because it's something that's like not for me or I don't understand it. But musically, like, all, like to my ears, it sounds poor. Content-wise, it sounds like not completely put together, right? Like, message and theme, it's a little fragmented. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like she has an idea of what she wants to get across, but I don't think she executes it well. Um, and you know what? To be honest, I had high hopes for this album. I really did. Especially in light of her 2020 album, Manic. Was that 2020? Yeah, that was 2020. Best album of oh. 2020, I think. In, yeah, it was in my, really good. It's really good. And so to follow that up with, if I can't have love, I want power, I was extremely disappointed. I, I can't even really get through a full listen. So for worst album, overall, do you agree or disagree for worst um, album of 2021? I don't know what the list was to choose from. All of, I do. The, the list is all the albums to come out in 2021. Oh, you don't have like. No, it's just. I this cho- is just your opinion. Of, yeah. This is a category. This is what you got. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I haven't listened to every single album to have come out in the year. So, you know. Fair, fair enough. But based on my. Do you, <laughs> do you, <laughs> I don't. I think. Keeping in. I think. I had high hopes for the album. I loved Manic. I love Halsey very, very much. And the season of her life that she's going through is very relatable to me. Um, but musically, it didn't translate. I would like to see the visuals. So um, overall, you disagree with me? I can't think of an album that I would replace it with for that category off the top of my head. But I also feel bad saying it's the worst just because i really like her also keep in mind she was pregnant during 2020 which i also was being pregnant during a pandemic is you know and then trying to create a whole album off of fair enough it's mentally that all messes with you a lot so then to create a piece of art in that time would be fragmented Mm, yeah good point good point so we still say <laughs> we st- I'm still sticking with it is the worst album of 2021. Um okay, next category, best road trip song. Okay. I best road trip song. <laughs> I don't really know where this category came from. I think when I was trying to come up with categories, you had mentioned it 
Yeah, well, we go on a lot of road trips, and that's when we listen to a lot of music together. And so when you were trying to come up with categories, that's where I thought of this. Mm. Good, good. Yes. Okay, so what I got, you know what? Maybe I should have put like four, and I chose the winner, kind of like the Grammys. I didn't do that, though. That's okay. Okay. Anyways, I say the best road trip song is Till Forever Falls Apart by Ash. Uh. You know... You just get in the car, and you think about how forever's falling apart, <laughs> and you think about the love that you have for your friends. What friends? <laughs> and how sometimes, and how, so- <laughs> and how sometimes you just want to hold their hand and say everything is going to be okay. You drive off into the sun. You drive off into Disneyland, and Phineas comes along and yeah. says. I love you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, this song just kind of feels like a road trip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just kind of feels like it. Like that, That uh, you know, you go on a road trip, especially closing out the road trip, kind of driving, driving off. You were reflecting on the trip, has those emotions, connected, you're bonded with everybody, has those those long I don't know, the sounds sound long and echoey like when you're driving. Mm. It's a long and echoey. You're going down this road. You've got a long ways to go. How's that feel? Maybe we both, maybe like part of the reason why this is the best road trip song is because all of our road trips have been to California. Yeah. And the song goes like, if the tide takes California. And so like California is in our mind as we're And we're always driving towards towards the coast like to the ocean whether it be san diego la or the barrier right so yeah no i remember this song playing on our drive we were driving away from san diego passing the ocean and i actually took a video with this song in it Mm. so beautiful i know it was very (laughs) nice um but i do agree with that one all right so we got an agree we got an agree score is one to zero one to zero. <laughs> just, We've gone through three categories. This doesn't I, make sense. I, I'm just saying it. There's no score. We're not okay. keeping score here. All right. Next category that we got is. This is a poorly written category, but I still think it should be a category. Most unexpectedly good album. Is there a better way to phrase that? Most unexpectedly the good. Most al- unexpected album. No, because if it's just unexpected, then it's like, oh, I didn't know this album was coming out. Okay, but like, unexpectedly good. The most, um, the most surprisingly good. No, that's not good either. The most unexpectedly good album. Yeah, I, I guess it makes sense, right? No, yeah, you just—it's the tense that you use. The okay, words. so what this category really <laughs> encompasses is it's an album that surprised me that was better than I thought. The most. It was Unexpected Cheddar. Unexpected Cheddar. Are you going to explain that? or? Uh, it's a phrase that I say all the time. There's a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cheese at Trader Joe's called Unexpected Cheddar. We love you, Joe. Um, Yes. Go Hat goes off to Trader Joe. And... Anyways, it's unexpected cheddar because it has like a punch to the flavor. So anything, anytime anything is unexpected, I say, "Ooh, that's unexpected cheddar." So the most unexpectedly cheddared good album is 
the mo- the album that surprised me the most of being good is none other than Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. To be fair, this is a good album. All right? Yeah. What was your okay, remind <laughs> me if you are a long-time listener, you probably heard my review of Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Jen, what was your rating at that? I'd given it two out of... I think you gave it 20 out of 100. Yeah. I just hate that you do it out of 100. It does not work in my mind. How does it not work? You grade... Knock off the zeros and make it two out of 10. It's so much simpler. What We are taught in math to simplify the math, especially if it's a fraction. And so you're giving a fraction with extra zeros unnecessarily. Anyways, it was a 20 out of 100, 2 out of 10. It literally is the same percentage. It's the same percentage, but I explained this in my first episode, which you obviously did not listen to. Correct. Okay. <laughs> the The reason why I do it out of 100 is because I feel like 20 out of 100 gives them more credit. 2 out of 10 doesn't give them enough credit. It is the same percentage. You have that point. But they like to give them 2, that gives them like, it means they only impress me like barely. But, but it's out of 10. I get it. It's 20 out of okay, 100. Okay, but we just view math so differently. On this podcast, it's 20 out of 100. He doesn't believe math is real. <laughs> oh, this is true. I don't believe in math. Hit me up in my DMs if you want to know more about so the truth. You don't believe that math is real. Listen, so it's very if you want to know the truth, if you want to know the truth about society and math, hit me up. You know nothing. <laughs> this is literally just your opinion. If you want It's to, not an opinion. No, no. Don't hit him up. Hit up somebody who is a, what is it called? A mathematician. No, no, no. What is? Like a sociologist? No, no. What is that degree? A um, math person. No, and what is Charlie? M- a mathematician. No, there's a word. Abstract math. Something like it's, that. It's a mathematician. Oh, okay. It's like you do math. Well, anyways, hit don't, up a hit mathematician. Him, don't hit, hit him up. He knows nothing about math. Okay, hear me out. For my listeners out there, I am a teacher. Okay, of world <laughs> history, you study society, Listen which is why you see me. it conceptually. Okay, I, as a social construct. I not... talked to a math teacher one time. <sighs> one time, <laughs> and they kind of agreed with me a little bit. They were like, "You have a valid point." They were also a coworker who could have just been trying to be nice. This is true. Fair <laughs> enough. Math is not real. Okay, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, so long-time listeners. I had said, given it, whatever, 2 out of 10, 20 out of 100. It's mm. the same thing. Um, I have problems with accepting traditionally feminine things and i think that sour came out and a lot of girls were all about it It seemed very feminine and to me then you know i rejected it before giving it a chance but once he played it in the car Mm. over and over and over and over Mm. getting ready for the podcast and then after shooting that podcast it's a good album it grew on me and now i listen to it by myself in the car it's good i am embarrassed though anytime it's playing and i have to roll down my window to talk to somebody or something I turned it off. What's wrong with? But that's pl- my own issues. That has nothing to do with Olivia I Rodrigo. Play, She's great. I play Olivia Rodrigo in class before my students come in. I want them to know that I was bumping good for you. Do they laugh at you? No. Interesting. They might laugh at you. Yes. They would not laugh and at see, me. And see, that's that's the issue I have. But it's okay. 
The album is good. I'm not going to lie. It surprised me the most. Okay, here's the thing with this album. I wanted to dislike it. I actively, like when this album came out, it was so hyped, and I wanted it to not be as good as it was. But unfortunately, I couldn't resist the power of Sour. <laughs> it it really won me over. Honestly, every song is a banger on that song. I stand by my overall rating, and I think it was like 65 or something like that. The reason why I stand by that rating is because content-wise, it's repetitive. Repetitive content. That's- is it repetitive or is it... I mean, you complain that Halsey's is fragmented, and then you complain that Olivia's is is com- is repetitive. Is it repetitive or is it one artistic piece? It's repetitive. It's she talks about it's cohesive. Like it's it's more right. cohesive than Halsey's. Like I don't think there's a full thought. To be fair, I think Olivia Rodrigo had a lot more help than Halsey had help with this album. I think I don't know. I think just to be like con- like based on the album itself, it seems like we're truly in Halsey's head. In Olivia Rodrigo's album, it seems like she has assistance writing, producing, and putting out these songs. Like, there's no way an 18 or 17-year-old girl can... can. I could just be underestimating her, but there's... there's I thought from what she shared, it's just a normal team of a producer and some writers and, and just an average team that was put together for her that everyone else usually uses, too. I could be wrong. But I don't know. Most unexpectedly good album, Olivia Rodrigo Sour. And with that, we are going to go to a commercial break. Hang out for a little bit. And we're back. Thanks for sticking by, everyone. Let's keep the party going. Our next category, biggest flop. Now, for those of you that don't know what a flop is, it means the album was expected to do well but did not or wasn't good. Biggest flop, I have two. Number one, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Mm. Number two, Donda by Kanye West. Let's mm. talk about the first one. Okay. You're such unpopular opinions. <laughs> okay, let's so talk. So much controversy. Mm, it's hot in the closet. Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's, it literally gets hot after a while. But let's talk about Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. I feel as if everyone expected this album to be super good because Billie Eilish's first album was such a beautiful, cohesive piece. It really was. When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go was phenomenal. Okay. It was also unexpected cheddar. True. Which True. made it great. Yes. No one expected an 18-year-old girl to be this cohesive with minimal production assistance. Her and her brother in their Phineas house. Is the, is the hidden superpower there. Right. That in comparison to Happier Than Ever, there was just so much hype for her second album. And I feel like it didn't stand up. There is literally... No good songs outside of the main song, Happier Than Ever, My Future, and Therefore I Am. Nothing else. And I, again, this is not a cohesive piece. Therefore I Am and Lost Cause, those are like isolated ideas. I think those intertwine a lot. No, they are isolated together. Oh. Like those are in a group. Oh, okay. I thought you meant isolated from one another. And then you take into consideration getting older 
and um oxytocin right and then happier than ever totally different concepts i think than i feel like there's one part of the album that's trying to go in one direction and another part of the album that's trying to go in another direction i think that i think part of it again is of course the audience is everybody but it's written from a girl at her age's point of view mm-hmm which is like you're really coming of age. Like you're you you are grown now, and you're having to figure figure out how to be a grown woman. But you're not really a grown woman. It's a weird age. It's a very unique experience. And I think actually those things that you say are dividing thoughts of growing older and oxytocin, and then um, therefore I am. And what did you lump with that one? Lost cause. Lost cause. Those go together. And at that age, you feel torn between those two things which kind of is like on one end you're consumed by something and pulled towards that direction then on the other end you're like i have no direction i am free and i'm going to just enjoy you know growing older and enjoy so you being disconnected in all areas of your life but you you can't and so So you think you think the album is fragmented because she is fragmented and that's the message she's trying to get across correct so therefore, I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> therefore, do you agree with me or disagree me? Disagree with me that it's the biggest flop of 2021. Oh, I agree. I had such high hopes, especially after that one. I don't remember if it was Vanity Fair or what it was, but right before the album came out, she put out those. Um, it was Vogue. It was Vogue. Vogue, that big article and interview with all the pictures, and it was. I connected with that a lot, and I really like her as a person a lot. And so my expectations were very high. And then when the album came out, it was like, oh, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't really like the album very much. But I'm glad she made it. I feel like it was good for her. I'm sure it was. Unfortunately, it was not good for me. All right. (laughs) um, I do like Happier Than Ever. There are some songs that I genuinely like, and I appreciate the artistic approach. However, I did not think it was executed well. Next, or next biggest flop is Donda by Kanye West. Now, let me talk about Kanye. I love Kanye so much. So much. When I first met you and started dating you, you were like, I am Kanye. You I wanted truly to be. Believed you were I Kanye. truly believed that I was Kanye West. And for Donda to come out and do what it did, I don't think it's good. I genuinely don't think. I can't get through it. There's, there's 27 songs on the album. Yeah. It's too long. Some of the albums are, or excuse me, some of the songs are like 12 minutes long. Kanye, what are you doing? Well, isn't that, when you think of Kanye and how his mind works, is that not what you would think how his brain would sound? Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess, okay, you approach music, you approach music from, you know, you break it apart from your point of view, from your, I don't know, lenses. I my think, analytical framework. Yes, exactly. I think I just am like, hmm, that's where that person's at right now. That's cool that they got to put that out. Because, I don't know, you think a few years ago, you got, this is really on a tangent and off of what you're trying to say. That's fine. But. We love tangents. Here. You think about, like, in the 90s hmm. or early 2000s, I guess, more so. Take that as an example. You had, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. None of those things that they were putting out were a reflection of where they were in life. It was what was put together for them to present to the world. 
now it's cool to be like, wow, Billie Eilish put that out. I I don't really like it, but I'm glad she got to make that. It seems good for her. Or Kanye got to create that. And yeah, that this album looks like how I think his mind would work. I don't want to listen to it. It's not for me. Like, it's not my taste of music. I like him. And I, I'm glad he got to put that out. That's really cool for him. It reflects his time in his life. Mm. So I think we just think of it differently. You're a lot more thoughtful at this point than I am. To be fair, I made this list like a month ago, but we didn't shoot these episodes because of conflict. I kept getting sleepy. She kept getting <laughs> sleepy. We Every shoot- night he's like, let's do the podcast. And I'm like, I'm so tired. So, Con- do you- But overall, do you agree that this was a big flop? Don yeah, there was, there was a lot of hype for a long time. I'm waiting for it to be put out. There was hype even after it came out. It's still a little hyped. Not gonna lie, people. Yeah. St- a lot of people like Donda. In fact, it's nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album, up against Off Season by J Cole. And I think J Cole should take it, but I think they're overall gonna give it to Kanye because it's a safe choice. I think the way he approaches music is more like, uh, more abstract and more like an artist than He's a nut. than a He's musician. Crazy. Yeah, he's he's an artist. Yeah, more of an artist than a musician. And so I think that comes across in his album. But it's not. It's a flop. It is a flop. Next category. We have worst EP. Now, these next two categories you may not know too much about. That's okay. They're from little smaller artists. But. That's good. New music for new music listeners for you. who don't know. Worst EP. I hate to say it. I really do because I love this artist. I genuinely do. Worst EP, Inside Voices by K-Flay. Did- I don't even know this song. It's a it's an EP. So the EP has oh. um, four songs on it. Um, it has a song with Tom Morello. Um, overall, I, she has she has two EPs, Inside Voices and Outside Voices. Inside Voices was the first one to come out. It's just not that good. Like, I expected better from her, especially from her previous record. Um, her previous record was really, really good. Um, and coming out of the pandemic, I I just, I expected more. But again, maybe I should have expected less. You know what might have happened for her is they poured resources into her, seeing potential in that album you were referring to, mm-hmm. and then pulled those resources back when audience wasn't, um, responding in the way that the label or producer or whoever you know wanted and so they pulled those resources back and so maybe it just didn't end up being great agreed that happens with smaller artists a lot yeah it happened with another group that I'm going to talk about in a second <laughs> my, my favorites but before we get to that let's talk about the most underrated EP most underrated, not best EP, most underrated. That's right, kids. I'm talking about Deep End by Hey Violet. This is the EP that consists of Bitter Pill, Sway, and Deep End. Or another song, I think. I don't think it's Deep End. There's three songs in the EP. This EP slaps. Like, Is that one with the purple cover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good. The... It's pretty good. It's underrated for sure. Like, I'm... For a band of three that only has about 75,000 followers on Instagram, I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, I would love to see Hey Violet live. 
If you haven't heard of Hey Violet, I recommend this EP. It is a different little cup of tea, though, I'm not going to lie. Um, so if you're not used to, like, um, a pop band, it's really not going to work for you. But um, overall, I think this is a good EP. Good content. It's Party Girl. Oh, Party Girl. That, that song is good. That song is really good. Yeah. Highly recommend Deep End, um, the EP by Hey Violet. Super underrated. Um, but again, if you're not into, like, pop slash paramore rock if you will and i wouldn't even call it that what would you call it i don't know pop slash paramore they're just goofy yeah goofy they're a girls goofy. whom goofy, goofy girls, girls and one guy who come yeah. and make some pop type sounding music but it's good good enough i'll say good enough it's good it's good enough it's not good enough to be main like for a wider audience but for the audience that they have, it's very good. Next category we have, and we only got about a couple more. Okay. We have best live album. Best live album. This really was up to two between. I'll just tell you the winner and I'll tell you the other one that I was considering. The winner is for best live album Super Bloom by Mr. Wives. Okay. Yes, they did release a live album in 2021. No, my shock. Okay, so I made a shocked face. That's why you said yes. Uh, did you not consider the live stream a live album from Twenty One Pilots? I did. Super Bloom is better. Whoa, whoa. Super disagree. Bloom. You disagree? I you love are Super Bloom. You are. A, you are a clown. I love Super Bloom, but the songs on the live stream, how they're meshed together. They are. <sighs> they are amazing. Okay, if you don't know what she's talking about, she's talking about the Scaled and Icy live stream, which, like, counts barely. It came out in, like, November slash December of 2021. Okay, I don't even know if I counted it when I was thinking about it, but now that she brings it up, I still stand by Super Bloom. Wow. The reason why I choose Super Bloom is because of the vocals in Super Bloom. Pound mm -hmm. for pound, Mandy Lee Duffy is a better vocalist than Tyler Joseph. I, it just is the truth. It's Whoa. the truth. It's the truth. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Such intense statements. Fact. It's a fact. Like, if you put the... Okay. You put Mandy it's Lee really Duffy... It's really hard to compare a male and female vocal in that way. <sighs> Go okay. ahead and just make your point. Put Mandy Lee Duffy on American Idol. Now put Tyler Jones... American on, Idol on, is just... Okay. <laughs> okay, crap. put him on the voice. Put him on the voice. Nope. Are you turning around no, for because... Tyler? No. You're turning around for Mandy Lee Duffy. Yeah. But is making music I just I disagree. Those the... Okay, but if you think of those shows, I just don't think that's a good scale. Okay. I'll even say it like this. Super Bloom, the audio, yeah. That's right. Super Bloom, the album, just the regular Super Bloom, is better than Scaled and Icy, the album. Is that good? Wow. Yeah. And I, 21 Pilots is my favorite band, not Mr. Wives. Super Bloom is better than Scaled and Icy. I said it. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> you gotta sleep on the couch tonight. Mm. This is not going down well. <laughs> okay. The reason why I choose Super Bloom is because. When I first heard Super Bloom, and when I first heard, heard, heard Scaled and Icy, 
I had an immediate appreciation for Super Bloom because you can tell that the production and the team behind Mandy putting out her thoughts on these songs mm. was so cohesive as a team. Like you can just hear it. Like they are a real team. Compare Super Bloom to um our to uh, what's the other album? Um Connect the Dots. That's their their previous album. Mr. Wives can you can just hear there's such a level of teamwork. Like it's I can't describe it outside of that. Now I'm not saying there's no level of teamwork in 21 Pilots because there's two of them, right? But it definitely seems like the best possible product that Mr. Wives can come out with was Super Bloom and it delivers. Her experience going through a divorce right. is like unmatched. I think, and what you're saying about the cohesiveness, okay, so she was married to the drummer, right? Yes, she okay, was married so to the Okay, so this is the story for all the listeners who don't know. Thank you. Uh, Mandy, the lead singer of Mr. Wives, was married to the drummer of Mr. Wives, and then, you know, the rest of the guys who are in the band are there. They're all very close. I think with Super Bloom, so they got divorced after eight years of being married. Then she wrote the songs of Super Bloom, the lyrics the vocals, and then they came together and created the music, right? Recorded it, put it out, sent it out into the world, all of that. I think what you're seeing of the connectedness and cohesiveness is they went through a divorce, but they were in a band together and having to work through that, they would either grow closer or the band would be done. And if they're still making music and putting it out, then obviously they went through that, grew closer, and I think that's what you hear in the production and cohesiveness of the music too. Yes. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It is beautiful. Therefore, Super Bloom is a better album than Scaled Nicey. And their live album, her vocals are unmatched. And she also includes poetry at the beginning of each song. Yes. And it's very nice. To be fair, they're both live streams. They're both live streams. That's true. We just never watched the live stream of this. Yes. Super Bloom, you have my heart. Mr. Wives, you are the winner. For this category. Mm-hmm. Next category, best single to come out in 2021. Okay. It is Happy Endings by Mike Shinoda, Upsall, and Ian Dior. I was playing that in my classroom the other day. And the kids were like, It was as all the students were walking in the door. Mm-hmm. And I could just sense that it was very confusing to them. Why were they confused? It's a good song. You walk into my classroom with all the lights off and these dim lights and you just hear this song it just it was a confusing vibe it was unexpected cheddar from myself did they like from, it? from how they know me do you think they liked it i skipped it i was uncomfortable oh they didn't even get the fullness of it no i get really afraid that they're gonna judge me for music i'm very self-conscious it's a good song it's a pandemic excuse me it's a pandemic song believe it or not oh. it talks about being stuck inside and how we're gonna have a happy ending at the end of this um, but Happy Endings by Mike Shinoda, Ian Dior, and Upsall. It introduced me to Upsall, and I'm, like, moderately okay with her. Like, her songs are okay. Um, so there's that. And the album, and the single itself is just a solid single. I, other than that, I can't think of a single song that is the best of 2021. Like, just, just can't think of one. Like, I tried to think of singles that came out in 2021. There wasn't a lot of singles. I think a lot of artists were pushed to, okay, 2020. Is coming to an end. Create something, you know, an, a full album to put out. Not a lot of singles. Wasn't the vibe. Mm. 
Unless I'm just oblivious to what's happening. It's possible that we're both oblivious and everyone's just like, dude, what are they talking about? <laughs> if you're still sticking around, I appreciate <laughs> you. All right. We got three more categories before we move oh, into God? our We got three more categories before we move into our final segment. All right. Next category we got is songs that should be on repeat but aren't. Okay. Songs that should be on repeat but aren't. And for the winner, I have put Adventure is Out There by AJR. That song should be on repeat. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal work of art. First line of the song, I keep losing, I keep losing my socks. You hear that? And you say to your... <laughs> you hear the artist say, I keep losing my socks? And you're like, wow, where are my socks? Oh, my gosh. It No, okay. The first time I heard that song and that line came on, and it was Ryan. Okay, so there's three of them. Usually Jack is singing. Ryan is the one who sings that line. So it's very, like, that was shocking. I thought it was weird. I was uncomfortable, but it grew on me, and I, I understand what you're about to share. Okay, if you haven't heard it, I keep losing my socks. It's such a metaphor for being outside of your house and getting out like knowing that adventure is out there but you can't do it and you can like being it's hard to explain it's like a the whole album is a coming of age album and in this song you feel what many 20 to 26 year olds feel that you can do almost anything that you want in life like you can go anywhere you want but you don't do it your socks do and it won't make sense outside of what i just said unless you go listen to the album and hear the song it's a good one. Yeah, because you're doing your laundry. You know, everyone has that shared experience. You're doing your laundry. You lose the socks. Where do they go? We no don't know. Knows. They're off on an adventure that you could be on, but you aren't because you're kind of still a kid, kind of still growing up. You're kind of settling in your life, trying to do what's expected, trying to do what you actually want. What do you actually want to do? You don't know. Just that whole realm of tossing up all those thoughts. Yep. Yep. Last two categories. So, hey, well, do you agree that that's, that's the, the song of 2021 that should be replayed but isn't? Uh, no. <laughs> I love that song. I love AJR. Nerd. But if I was creating this list and gave that award, I would give it elsewhere. I, I can't think off the top of my head where I would give fair it. Enough, fair enough. But it's a great song. Okay. Last two categories. Album of the year for 2021. Ooh, this is one. the thick boy right here. Okay. If you know me, you should probably know this by now. Yep. What do you think it is? What do you think I'm Skilled gonna say? No, come wow. on. Wow. It's not. <sighs> <laughs> album of the year. Ashlyn by Ash. Oh, yeah. That is the best album of the year to come out. It really is. I genuinely believe that. Mm. I don't think that there was an album. I believe that you believe that. (laughs) I don't think that there was an album that was better than this. Mm. If you... You didn't even listen to the to my to that episode. It's the second episode, okay? <laughs> and I give my full down breakdown analysis of how it is funky, has sad orchestral Disney vibes all in one, hmm. and it is so good content wise. She's so mature, like she goes through this. Okay, compare this with freaking Olivia Rodrigo, who go through a similar dynamic. Okay, but one of them is 
is heading towards 30 and one of them can't drink yet. Like, this is what are you expecting from their experiences? They're at completely different ends of life. I don't disagree, but that that I'm saying content wise, that's what content should be like. It should Hmm. be there. To I your, see what, to your what e- maturity yes, you're talking about. Yes. Not life maturity, but maturity of sound as an artist yeah, and creation. Exactly. And then to your ears, literally every song is a banger. Yeah. It has funky vibes, like some weird like funk. Like I can't even really describe it. It just like makes you bob your head. And that's why I think it's the best album of 2021. Hmm. I can't think of a better album. Scales and Icy, it's fine. It's not their best work. <gasps> Ashlyn by Ash. Do you agree or disagree? You can feel free to dis. You don't have to say, like, no, this is the best album of 2021. I disagree, Mm. but I no shade on Ash. Mm. I love Ash. I love Ashlyn. It's her best album that she's ever put out, which I think she also agrees with because it's very vulnerable, very mature. (sighs) It's great. Last category we have before our final segment. Thanks for sticking around, guys. We have Artist of the Year for 2021. Wow. Yeah. Who do you think I'm going to put? Ash? No. Uh, T.O.P.? <laughs> Come on now. Those are a bunch of nerds. You're not giving them anything. They don't deserve it. Whoa. They don't whoa, deserve man. it. Okay, you you will agree with this. I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with this. No. Artist of the Year for <gasps> For 2021, Phineas. Yeah. This is why he deserves it. He released an album called Optimus. That was like the second closest album of the best of the year. It was great. It's so good. On top of that, take into consideration that he helped Ash with her album. Mm -hmm. On top of that, take into consideration he basically wrote Happier Than Ever, which was mediocre, but it's still... I don't think he... No, like he wrote it with her. Right. I think all the decisions that made it mediocre were her decisions. Yeah. And to <laughs> your ears, what's making it good is him. Yeah. And so I think he rightly deserves this yeah. artist of the year. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. I love Phineas. He's, Phine- a, he's a weird guy. Very he weird. Thinks he thinks... A little pretentious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he is... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> a very vegan L.A artist thinks he's something else but he really is something else Mm -hmm. i don't think he knows that like the reality of like wow reality of life no i just mean i don't think i think in his mind he thinks he's cool but he for other reasons but the real thing that makes him cool he doesn't actually realize which also makes him cooler than that that all this stuff that he creates is like it's genius. It's really great. The song, I'm going to recommend a song from that album. The Kids Are All Dying is probably, mm-hmm. all of the songs are good, but The Kids Are All Dying was so is so good because you get to the bridge and he says something like along the lines of, I know I'm wider than the ivory on these keys. I know I live in business class, but these issues still matter, right? The issues that he's talking about in the songs still matter. And he acknowledges any elements of white privilege that he thinks he might have or people might call him on and he acknowledges it and still presses the issues. Yeah, the thing is, the way that the lyrics go is there's the bridge of it where he acknowledges it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't refute it. He doesn't try to defend himself. He just says it. He just says, 
I know this is who I am and where I stand in society. Here are the issues. Silence. And then it jumps back into the issues that he's singing about. Like, it's really just, it's very well. It's so well done. Presented. So well done. My favorite song on the album is Only a Lifetime. Cry Every Time. Oh, and Peaches. And E2? You... That's just the piano song. I know. I love it. Uh, kids Are All Dying for Me and Hurt Locker. Those are Heart Locker is cool. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Okay, that wraps up the Timmies. Before we leave, we are going to get into our last segment. But before we get into our last segment, we're going to do another ad. So stick around. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. We are back. And we're going to get into our final segments, the ending segments. We're going to talk about what we're listening to now. Okay. What am I listening to now, you ask? Thanks for asking, listeners, because I know that's why you're here. So what's on repeat now? What do you got? I got, um, let me pull up my Spotify, actually. Um, the albums that are on repeat now, believe it or not, Scaled and Icy Livestream is on repeat. Um, Imagine Dragons, Mercury Act 1. I think I said that in the last podcast, that that is what I had on repeat, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. You know, like I, I do listen to this pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. And um I'm pretty sure he lives down the street. Yeah. Dan Reynolds. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Thanks for coming to my high school. Did I teach it? Oof. Now they know. Not the high school I went to. So yeah, I got I have scaled an IC live stream version on repeat and Mercury Act 1 by Imagine Dragons on repeat right now. Those are the, what I'm currently listening to. Like, on my ways to work, that's what I'm listening to. What are you listening to? Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's literally all I'm listening to is Tick, Tick, Boom, the soundtrack from the Tell Netflix us about what, what is Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom is, uh, so Spider-Man goes Sp- on Broadway. <laughs> not, not Tom Holland. <laughs> no. Not Tobey Maguire. The other one. The. 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 The okay one. No, he's amazing. If you haven't seen Spider Man, the new Spider Man movie, you should see it. Yes. No spoilers, but you should see it. I'm sure most people have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it, you're a nerd. All right. (laughs) You're just, even if you're not into superheroes, this one you got to see. All right. So, Spider Man, I mean, yeah, Spider Man is in Tick Tick Boom. What else about it? Um, so it's about, oh gosh. Now I'm going to say it all wrong. It's okay. Um, hold on. I'm holding. I'm I'm doing the Google so I don't say things wrong. because I It's about Jonathan Larson. So Jonathan t- Larson, okay. Is that just, all you were Googling? I just don't want to say names wrong. It makes me really embarrassed. Okay, so it's about Jonathan Larson, who is the guy who wrote Rent on Broadway, went for 12 plus years. Uh, you know, most people who know Broadway know Rent. It's huge. So, Tick, Tick, Boom is about his life, about it is a uh, musical that he wrote. I guess it would be called a musical. I don't know how it's considered. It's really unique. It's what he wrote. Anyways, the guy from Hamilton, what's his name? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. So, he came in, he, I believe, directed and produced this film on, no, he did do it in Congo. I know, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Tick, Tick, Boom is way better. Have way more important. Everyone should be talking about it. Everyone should be watching it. Um, he came in, 
he produced and directed, correct me if I'm wrong, um, this Netflix film that takes Tick, Tick, Boom, the musical from Larson, puts it into film. It's beautiful. It's amazing. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I think it would be my top in my top three movies. Of I all thought time now. it was okay. Yeah, you just it was good. It was good. Soundtrack was great. It the movie was good. Great. I for the movie recommendation, I recommend the movie. Don't look up. Really good. Okay. Le- <laughs> Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, what's her face? Uh, Timothy Jennifer Sh- Lawrence. Yeah, and you Tim- can't say what's her face. Timothy like- Chalamet. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry is in it or something. <laughs> I, he's so. not. He's not. Um, there's like a whole bunch of other people in it, and I recommend that movie a lot more than I do. Tick, tick, boom. But tick, tick, boom is good. It's uh, great. It's, it's it's good. It's good. It's movie. great. It's literally the only thing I play on Spotify right now. Therapy is great. Uh, thirty ninety, boho days. Fun fact: Andrew Garfield, who is Spider Man. Um, took voice lessons for a year to prep for this movie. It paid off. It was great. Yeah, it, I really like him now. I like anything he's in. I would like to see now. Spider Man, not back in time. Like anything nothing, he has been in, because I just don't. I think nothing before <laughs> Spider Man, and then right. nothing. <laughs> so just Spider Man and like Beyond. <laughs> like that's yeah, about it. I think Tick Tick Boom was like a, a peak moment for him. So, very cool. Thanks for telling us what we are listening to. And now we're on to our final, final segment. <laughs> this is a new segment that we're introducing. That's right. My wife has her own segment. Yes. And it's a segment where she talks about something. <laughs> I, I do, we, we talked about this in the kitchen. I don't really know what it's going to be about. I'm just going to kind of sit here and just react to it. It's called, our final segment, it is called Jammin' with Jen, where Jen talks about something that she Anything I want. Anything she wants. <laughs> Jammin' with Jen. Go ahead. Okay, so, just to preface this, eventually I would really like a song that introduces <laughs> my final segment. It will be the highlight of the podcast. Everyone will tune in simply for Jammin' with Jen. <sighs> with that said... Do you ever think about? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll I'll give you some hints of what the thing is I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about not dying? Yes, all the time. I mean, a little bit. Do okay. No, you got to start thinking about what I'm talking. Okay, okay. Do you ever think about being a blue man? A blue man not (laughs) dying? Like, what am I, an angel or something? Do you ever think about? Uh, going to boarding school? No, do <laughs> going to boarding school, being a blue man, not dying. What do am I like going to? Go, am I going to? Am I going to Duke? No, that's a good guess. Valid colors. Last one. Do you ever think about poetry? No. All right. So, uh, is it watch Dead Poets Society? Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's okay. So, Robin Williams is it the blue man, the genie? Yep. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So, I have been playing Dead Poet Society. My students (laughs) and I came back from winter break. When we came back to class, I told them three rules. One is 
put away your phone in your backpack, stay awake, and enjoy the movie. And we just played Dead Poet Society for days and days on end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So at this point, I have watched it. I have seven class periods. I've watched it seven times in a row. Wow. Cut into thirds. Mm. I've watched it more than I'm sure most people have. Mm, probably. Really close to it. Um, I genuinely feel like, okay, I'd seen it before I played it from a class, right? Mm, so that's but, one. Right. Minimum one. I yeah, multiple times before I played it for my class. So mm. at this point, probably seen it ten times total. Anyways, watch Dead Poet Society. That's my recommendation. That's my input for the day. It changes your life, makes you seize the day. Um I really feel like when I was watching it and then I would come home to our family at the end of the day, I felt ready to seize the day, to be with you guys, to enjoy the time and to find the things that are worth living for and then even deeper than that now robin williams is gone watching him over and over saying all these things made me i don't know mourn him in a way miss him really really think about his life the life of the people of the movie my life reflecting on it so that's my recommendation that's my thing i Watch like dead, dead poet society a little bit not a whole lot. It's cool. Mm. It's I think if you watch it again seven times, <laughs> <laughs> cut into thirds. So like watch the first third seven times and then the second third seven times. Just like and then the third room. third seven times. Okay. I think it would change your life. Probably. Every single word that is included in the script of the movie has purpose. Like so much purpose. There is no line in the movie that's that's. Maybe it's not, not for necessary. me. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe, maybe it's, not. Maybe it's just like I. It's cool. It's cool, but mm -hmm. I'm not. It doesn't like. It doesn't affect like. Is it affect? Or, it doesn't impact. Fun fact: I'm about to get a master's degree. I don't know the difference between affect and effect, so I use the word impact. And it you're doesn't, married to an English teacher that uses those words all the time. I don't know. It doesn't like impact me like in a significant way. Like I don't feel life change, but I do think like wow, this is probably like life changing for someone. Mm. You know. That's me. That's you. I'm the someone. The and someone. to someone who's listening, you could be the someone. You could be um, the someone. I had students stay after class and tell me like like are we going to keep watching it? What do you think about this? And like emailing me, "Hey, I found this poetry book on my bookshelf do you think i could bring it in and read it with a class and getting really excited and i told them because some of them would be taking out their phone and i'm like this is a reminder to put your phone away and i told them all right some of you guys it's gonna click with you and it you're going to understand what they're saying and it's going to like change you it's gonna click with you and some of you guys it's not gonna click right now it might not ever click you'll learn these lessons some other time in life but right now, just pay attention because you might remember this one day and it'll impact you. So anyways. You hear that, kids? One of pay those... attention to your English teacher. No, that's not it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pay attention to uh, the Robin Williams. Seizing the day. Robin Williams. Living life. That's our episode. There we go. That's your recommendation. <laughs> Jamming with Jen. That was Jamming with Jen. <laughs> All right. If you have any questions, send me an email. No. I just started talking like I was teaching the class. No emails. No, don't email Said me. no emails. Don't email me. So be on the lookout for our next episode. Probably come out sometime next month. Maybe. I love y'all. Have a good night. If you're, it's the daytime and you're listening to this, have a good day. Make sure you drink your water and make sure you brush your teeth. 
twice a day, floss so you don't get periodontis. Bye. Bye.